anyone love with Jesus this morning? Praise God. We're going to be quick, and I just want to give you something that's been burning in me for the last 14 days. The last 14 days, man, I have drawn closer to God, I think, in the last 17 years I've been saved. I was put on my back because of some difficulties, and I texted a couple of brothers, and I said, the devil blew it because he put me on my back. And I said, and now he's making me dream big for God. And one of my accountability partners says, no, the devil didn't put you on your back. God did because he's trying to pour himself into you and get your attention because he's got greater things for you to do for the kingdom of God. The worst thing the enemy can do is let you get alone with the master. Amen. Sometimes your lonely times are divine times from God himself. Sometimes your famine times aren't times of the devil, but they're times of God that you can get a hold of the Lord and he can get your attention and he can do something radical with your life. So I'm going to give you something that's been brewing in me. I've been broken and spilled out the last 14 days before God. He has just taken my life last Friday night and he just broke my soul. And I just sat in my room weeping in tears saying, God, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's like my relationship with the Lord is being renewed day by day by day by day. And I'm talking to a lot of faithful people in here. And I pray that this morning we engage and pursue God with 100% with all of our heart. And say, God, fill my life, Lord, that I may go and spread it around the world. I was at the dentist on Friday and my dentist looked at me and God just said, ask him what's wrong. And I said, sir, what's wrong? And he looked and he says, everything's fine. I just kind of gave him that look. And he goes, no, it's not fine. And he just began to pour out. And before he worked on me, God began to work on him. And the Lord began to move in his life. He had to take a 20-minute break inside of the other room because the Lord just got a hold of him. He came back out and he looked at me and he said, thank you, pastor. And I said, thank you, sir. Do I get free, uh, uh, a free bill today because God just touched your life? Amen. How many know where you go, God goes and wherever you're anointed, God's anointing flows out of you. But our motto here is to know God and to make him known. Our motto at CWC that Bishop tells us is to know God and to make him known. You see, we are commanded by God to make him known. But first we are called by God to know him. We are called by the Lord to know him. You will never accomplish the great commission on the outside until you first accomplish and obey the great commandment. And the great commandment is that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Once you obey the great commandment, you'll have no choice but to fulfill the great commission. Can somebody say amen? You see, Jesus was a soul winner because he was intimate with his father. He had his father's heart because he and the father were one. They were one. And when you're intimate with someone, you become one with that person. You have one mind, one heart, one will, one plan, and one purpose. All you want to do is fulfill the person's purpose that you're one with. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, when we know God in an intimate way in a great way, in a precious way, then we will be effective in making him known. Did you hear that? 
when we know God in an amazing way, then we will be effective in making him known. And I want you to know, church, as your evangelist, I love God with all of my heart. I love the Lord with everything inside of me. I love spending time on my knees and worshiping my master on a daily basis. I love God and I'm miserable without him. I'm miserable without the Holy Spirit, but I love the Lord with all of my heart. And I'm right now in my life pursuing him with passion like never before. Because I know the more of God in me, the more of God comes out of me. I love what David said. David said in Psalm 63, and if I'm going to give you some scriptures so you can just get a pen and a, and a piece of paper and write these down because you'll want to take these home. But Psalm 63, he says, oh, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Come on. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. To see your power and your glory because your love kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. Come on. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise with joyful lips. Verse 6, when I remember you in my bed, I meditate on you day and night. Come on, that has just been my prayer lately. Because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. For my soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. How many of you guys ever said that prayer on your bed before? I dare you and challenge you tonight to open your Bible and read Psalms 63 before you lay your head down. And you watch the presence of the Lord fill you in your dreams. Amen. Now listen to this. David, my friends, after reading that, he was a man after God's own heart. The Bible says this in Acts 13, 22. This was David, the one who wanted to know God to make him known. It says, and when he had removed Saul in Acts 13, 22, he says, he raised up David as king. To whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do my will. How many know that's a pretty powerful scripture? This scripture reminds me of Nancy Stanley. Nancy Stanley is such a blessing to the kingdom of God. Nancy Stanley, she's an incredible lover of the Lord. And you can see it in her. She sets up a banqueting table every single Sunday morning over here in the green room. And I mean, if we even hint we need water or a pastor hints they need a towel, how many know Nancy will go out of her way to get that pastor whatever he wants? And it reminds me of this portion of scripture we read on David. It's kind of like the Lord was hinting, I need a glass of water. And David just broke his neck to do whatever the master wanted because he was in love with him. And he was on a hot pursuit to win the master's heart. David was a man after God's heart. I wish the Lord would say that about me. Amen. I wish the Lord would have an Acts chapter 13 verse 22. And I wish he would say that. I wish he would say, man, I love Joey. He's a man after my own heart. Not a great minister, not a great evangelist, but he is a man after my own heart. He's a man after my own heart. 
I don't have to beg him to win his I-7. I don't have to beg him to love people and love me. I don't have to beg him to do this or that. He loves me so much. He does whatever I want him to do because he's on hot pursuit after me. Are there any lovers of God in CWC this morning? You see, it's easy for us to read the Bible and we look at all these great men of God like Elijah and all these great men of God like Joshua and Moses. And we look at them and we can develop this false picture in our minds that these men had such a great relationship with the Lord. But the truth of the matter is this. Most of them had a horrible relationship with the Lord. Most of them had a battle with the Lord. In other words, David's relationship with God didn't always go the way he wanted it to go. Can anyone witness to that sometimes? The truth is David spent most of his life in great anguish, great despair, tormented. He was lonely. He was in fear. And many times he was in confused. In fact, he describes himself at being at the point of death, at a utter despair in his search for an intimate relationship with God. You see, many times in David's life, he felt that God was a thousand miles away. He felt, God, where are you? Have you ever felt like that before, church? That God was a thousand miles away from you? Lord, where are you? Where are you, God, when I need you? Where are you when I call upon your name? God, where are you? But how many know that he has never left you nor forsook you? He is right there by your side. I was blown away when I began to read some of these scriptures here in the word of God. Check this out in Psalms 13, 1 and 2. You can write that down. Psalms 13 and 1 and 2. You're going to see how God hid himself from David many times. Where David cried out, you seem like you were a thousand miles away. You're going to see how God hid himself from David so many times. In Psalms 13, it says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemies be exalted over me? Look at in Psalms 27, verse 9. It says, do not hide your face from me, Lord. Do not turn your servant away in anger. Do not reject me or forsake me. Oh, God, you are my salvation. Are you understanding what David's saying here? Look what it says in Psalm 69, 17. Do not hide. Everyone say hide. Do not hide your face from your servant, but answer me quickly. How many of you ever prayed that prayer before? Don't hide your face from me, God, but answer me quickly because I need an answer. Psalms 88, 14, it says this, Lord, why do you cast off my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? I have been afflicted and already and ready to die from my youth. I suffer your terrors and I am distraught. Look what Psalm 89 verse 46 says. How long, O Lord, will you hide your face? Are you guys catching the picture here? How long, O Lord, will you hide your face? How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? O Lord, where is your former great love? Where is your faithfulness upon my life? Where is your love, God? Where is your faithfulness? And listen to me. I know how it is to walk with God, friends. I know how it is to be broken by God. But I also know how it is to look and know that God seems like he's a thousand miles away. Do I have a witness in the house this morning? God, where is your love I used to enjoy? 
Where is your love, my God, that I used to bathe in? Where is your former love, oh God, that used to compel me to go out there and reach the lost and love my brothers and sisters and love, my God, those who don't want to be loved? Where is your love, God? Look at Psalms 102. It says, do not hide your face from me, Lord, in the day of my trouble, but incline your ear to me, God, in the day that I call. Will you please answer me speedily? Do you see what David's going through? David has a relationship and he's telling God, don't hide from me, Lord. God, I'm calling for you, but why are you hiding from me? Answer me quickly, God. Do you know what? God sometimes likes to play hide and go seek with some of us. As Christians... How many guys ever remember playing that when you were a kid? Hide, and then you go. How many guys still play that? I play that with my children at my house because they love it. Daddy, let's play hide and seek. And you know what? They're always hiding in the same spot. And I find them all the time, and it's pretty easy. But it goes like you count, they hide, you go seek, you find, tag, and you're it. That's the game of hide and seek. And there was a time, my friends, I want you to know something. There was a time where you were lost in sin, and there was a time where all of a sudden you were hiding from God. There was a time when you were out in misery. There was a time when you were out in despair. And but the Lord was seeking after you. You may not have been seeking him, but he was seeking after you because he absolutely loves you with all of his heart. That's the kind of God we serve. Amazing grace. How sweet that sound. Amen. That saved a wrench like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was lost at one time. I wasn't seeking God, but the whole time God was seeking after me. Sometimes when you think you're alone, he's just looking and waiting for you to start seeking after him. He's looking out the balcony, waiting for you to come running back home into his arms. God wants to find the lost. God wants to save the lost. How do you know? Because Luke 19.10 says this, but Jesus came to seek and to save, and to save that which was lost. How many got lost family members in your family? Raise your hand right now. How many got lost family members in your neighborhood? Raise your hand. In your workplace, raise your hand. How many know that God is wanting to seek and to save their soul? But not only just him doing it, but God wants us to do it. Look at uh, uh, Luke chapter 15. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Luke chapter 15 is about the lost. And look what it says in verse 4 and in verse 5. It says, what man of you having a hundred sheep, If he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and goes after the one until he finds it. And then it says, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that once was lost. Look what it says in verse 8 and 9 in chapter 15. It says, Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully for it until she finds it? How many guys know women don't play? Amen? And when she found it, she calls her friends. They're good at doing that too. She calls her friends... And the Bible says, and her neighbors, and they all come together. And she says, rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost, but now I found it. 
But I love in verse 24 where it says, For this is my son who was once dead and is alive again. He was once lost, but now he is found. He was once lost, but now he is found. How many people here at one time you were lost, but now you have been found because of the grace of God? The Bible says that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 saved people who need no repentance. Let me tell you, friends, you didn't find God. God found you because he's absolutely in love with you. Can you just give the Lord a mighty shout of praise right now? Come on. God went through drastic measures to find you. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you. John 3, 16, we all know it good. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever shall believe in him shall have everlasting life. Shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us on the cross. Friends, God loved you. God loves your friends. God loves us so much. God is absolutely in love with us, but he's waiting for us to pursue him and love him just as much as he loves us. Can somebody say amen? He loves us. He loves us. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever means anybody. It doesn't mean where you came from or what you're doing. It means if you call upon the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. And he will transform you. He will transform your life. He will change your mind. He will touch your life completely. That's the kind of God that we serve. Do you love the Lord this morning? I said, do you love the Lord this morning? So God came seeking you. Now watch. Because something happens after we've been found. Something happens after we've been saved. Something happens after we've been forgiving. Something happens where all of a sudden God tags you and he says, you're it. Now you've been hiding. You've been lost. And God tagged you. But now all of a sudden God tags you and he says, you're it. How many of you guys ever felt that tag and that touch of God upon your life? Come on, somebody. There's going to come times in your Christian life when the Lord will hide from you. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but that's the truth. He will hide from you simply because he wants you to seek him out. Did you hear me? The test of absence, he will hide from you because he wants to see how loyal and committed you are as a son and daughter of God to seek him out and to find him because he's waiting for you. Listen to what God says in Jeremiah 29. If you will seek me, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Matthew 7 says, ask and it will be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. Are there any seekers in the house this morning? Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Can you say seek my face? And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sins and heal their land. 
And last but not least, Hebrews 11.6 says this, but he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Friends, God will hide from you because he wants you to seek him out. He wants you to seek after him. He wants to know that I don't want you just to make me known, but I want to know how much do you want to know me? Because when you know me, you're going to want to make me known no matter where you go. Are you understanding the word of God this morning? The Lord loves to be sought after and pursued. Why? Because it places value on him. Now listen to this. This is awesome. It places value on God when we pursue him. What do you mean, Pastor Joe? Let me give you an example. Say I go to In-N-Out Burger after service today. And I'm reaching through as I go through the drive through window to get my double-double or my animal-style fries with the large Coke. And say I drop the penny. I'm not going to search for that penny because it really doesn't have much value. But say I drop my wedding ring. I'm going to search and I'm going to look for that wedding ring because it has a lot of value. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get that wedding ring back because I don't want to get slapped from my wife when I get back home. Is there a witness in the house this morning? God loves to be sought after and pursued because it places value on him. The more you pursue God, the more valuable God come becomes in your life. Did you hear that? That's the truth. How many of you ever lost something of great value and you searched everywhere for it? How many of you guys lost that thing? How many of you guys lost keys and wallets? And come on, look at everyone. Mm-hmm. All the wives are like, yep, you, when you lose your keys and lose your fruit too. I remember one time, my daughter Janelle, we were at the Vintage Fair Mall. And all of a sudden, my daughter Janelle was with me and my wife. And my wife went this way and I went that way. And all of a sudden, my wife called me and she says, you have Janelle? And I says, no, I don't have Janelle. And she says, I don't either. And I'm never going to forget that because all of a sudden, I went throughout that whole mall, Vintage Fair Mall, looking for my daughter. I went in every store. I had panic on my face. I was going all throughout the mall. And the worst thing about it, it was Christmas season. I was breaking through people and I'm looking for my daughter. I had a tear in my eye because you start thinking of things. And I'm like, where is my daughter? I was seeking her. Why? Because she's valuable to me. You seek things that are valuable to you. And I was seeking after her. And all of a sudden I couldn't find her. It was about a half an hour. And I'm in tears, and I couldn't find my daughter. And all of a sudden, my wife got a call from the head security, and he says, we found your daughter, Janelle. I get a call from my wife. I ran to that security like never before. When I got there, I grabbed my daughter, and I started swinging her around. And I said, Mia, Daddy is not mad at you because you were lost, but now you're found. I found you because I pursued you. I found you because I love you. I didn't punish my child. I blessed my child. Now listen, God loves to be pursued because it adds value on him. It adds value on the Lord when you begin to pursue him. One time the pastors and I went on vacation and all of a sudden one night I began to miss my wife. I began to miss my kids. I began to say, man, I feel disconnected with my wife and with my kids. And I felt sick to my stomach and I felt like I just want to go back home. I just want to call them because I love them so much. I want to be with them. And the Holy Spirit quickened me just like that and said, I wish you felt like that towards me. When I was disconnected with you. 
I pray you, I wish that you would feel like that towards me when you don't feel me around, that you would feel that ache and that pain and it would make you nuts. It would make you go crazy until you get a hold of me. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek thee first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and these things shall be added to you. It's time to seek the Lord as Pastor Ben begins to have me. God wants to be sought after. It doesn't only add value to God when you pursue and seek after him. But listen to this, Christians, and I want to get this to you. Because here's the deal. I'm going to launch you out the next seven days to bring souls into the kingdom of God for next weekend. But how can you be an effective witness without being filled with the great witness of Jesus Christ inside of your life? And the Lord told me in I-7, the first word needs to become intimacy. When you become intimate with God again, when you become intimate with the Lord again, then friends, you will have no problem winning souls for the kingdom of God. You'll have no problem sharing the love of God because it's absolutely inside of your heart. So listen, this is a challenge for you. It adds value to God when we pursue him. But the second thing or the final thing is this. It betters your relationship when you pursue God. What do you mean, Pastor Joe? In a relationship, both parties have to pursue each other. If only one partner in a marriage pursues the other partner, the other partner starts to think, man, I wonder if my partner loves me anymore because he don't pursue me no more. Do you get what I'm saying? He don't pursue after me anymore. He don't make me feel like I'm loved, like I'm wanted, like I'm cared for. How come he's not pursuing me anymore? I don't feel connected with him. God will have you seek him out to better your relationship with him because he wants you to pursue him as he pursues you. I love it. My wife loves it when I pursue her. She loves it when I pursue her, but I absolutely love it when she starts pursuing after me. She gets that crazy look in those Latina eyes. And all of a sudden I'm like, all right, you're pursuing me because I've been pursuing you. And all of a sudden our relationship just becomes so much healthier and so much better. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you this morning? God sought you out and he sought you out, but now it's time to seek him out. And here's the deal. As we come to a close, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and stand to your feet. The Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. The Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. The father was looking for his lost son and God is always looking out for the lost. Did you hear that? But it wasn't until the son realized that he needed to get back into the father's house. And then him and the father embraced and the relationship became one and they became one again. And the son began to carry out the father's heart. This morning, the Lord right now is at these altars and he's looking at his sons and daughters and he's saying, I want you to come and seek me. Because I want to fill you with my life. I want you to pursue after me. Because I'm going to fill you with my passion and my power. And when you are filled with me, you're going to do what I've called you to do. So I'm going to ask this right now. Bow your heads and close your eyes, please. No one looking around. Maybe this morning you say, Pastor Joe. I've never pursued God once in my life. But I want to know him as my Lord and Savior. 
If that's you this morning and you say, I want to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want Jesus' love to come. I want to encounter his love today. I've been invited right now, but I want to experience Jesus. If that's you, will you just go ahead and slip up your hand right now? You say, I want to encounter Jesus. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I want to encounter the love of God. Come on. If that's you this morning, praise the Lord. I see those hands back there. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. I'm going to ask everyone to repeat this prayer to him after me. Say, dear Lord. Come on, say, dear Lord, I come to you as I am. God, today, I repent of my sins. Forgive me, Lord, and draw me closer to you. Jesus, fill my life.